0: Hey Faithful Listener, welcome to Season 6 of the Bible Explained Podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the Book of Judges. Good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning into the Bible Explained Podcast. I am so happy that you're here to share a cup of coffee with me. We're going to be discussing more about uh, Samson's life. He hasn't been born yet, but we're going to learn about his birth today. And we're also going to learn about this angel of the Lord, whether this was just an angel, whether it was Jesus. Let's talk about this. We'll be talking about Judges chapter 13, verses 11 Through 25 today. Make sure to grab your cup of seven weeks coffee, the coffee brand that supports babies in the womb. Use code seven for 10% off your first purchase, and also use my link because 10% of all purchases go to pregnancy centers across the US, and also 10% of your purchase will also benefit P40 Ministries when you use the code in the description of this podcast episode. But let's enjoy a hot beverage this morning together, as we also read Judges 13, 11 through 25, and as usual, I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. Manoah arose and followed his wife and came to the man and said to him, Are you the man who spoke to my wife? He said, I am. Manoah said, Now let your words happen. What shall the child's way of life and mission be? Yahweh's angel said to Manoah, Of all that I said to the woman, let her beware. She may not eat of anything that comes from the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. Let her observe all that I commanded her. Manoah said to Yahweh's angel, please stay with us, that we may make a young goat ready for you. Yahweh's angel said to Manoah, though you detain me, I won't eat your bread. If you will prepare a burnt offering, you must offer it to Yahweh. For Manoah didn't know that he was Yahweh's angel. Manoah said to Yahweh's angel, what is your name? That when your words happen we may honor you. Yahweh's angel said to him why do you ask about my name since it is incomprehensible. So Manoah took the young goat with the meal offering and offered it on the rock to Yahweh. Then the angel did an amazing thing as Manoah and his wife watched. For when the flame went up toward the sky from the altar Yahweh's angel ascended in the flame of the altar. Manoah and his wife watched and they fell on their faces to the ground. But Yahweh's angel didn't appear to Manoah or to his wife any anymore. Then Manoah knew that he was Yahweh's angel. Manoah said to his wife, We shall surely die because we have seen God. But his wife said to him, If Yahweh were pleased to kill us, he wouldn't have received a burnt offering and a meal offering at our hand, and he wouldn't have shown us all these things, nor would he have told us such things as these at this time. The woman bore a son and named him Samson. The child grew and Yahweh blessed him. Yahweh's spirit began to move on him in Mahana Dan between Zora and Eshtal. So there's something I found really funny about today's portion of scripture, and that is verse 13. Actually, I found that hilarious. Because what ended up happening here was when we talked about this on Wednesday, Manoah's wife had gotten a message from Yahweh's angel. And this angel, according to Manoah's wife, looked very awesome. But she didn't realize that he was an angel. She kind of thought that he was a prophet. She wasn't exactly sure. But she got a message that though she was a barren woman at the time, like she wasn't able to have kids. She was going to have a son, and this son was going to be very special. He was going to be a Nazarite, which means that he was going to be set aside for God because that's what a Nazarite vow was. It was a vow for an extended period of time. and during that time, a person would dedicate themselves to God in everything that they did. So they wouldn't drink any wine or any like uh, spirits, basically, and they also wouldn't eat anything from the grapevine. they would like totally avoid grapes and raisins and Vinegar and all sorts of stuff that came from grapes. And they would also avoid cutting their hair and a handful of other things, like eating anything uh, designated to be unclean. They just would make themselves pure for God, if that makes sense. And so Samson, Manoah's wife, found out that Samson, her son, who she hasn't had yet, was going to be a Nazarite even from the womb. So Manoah's wife also couldn't eat anything unclean. While she was like giving nutrients to the baby, she was also partially under the Nazarite law, but not exactly. So she couldn't drink any alcohol, which we know now anyway, that alcohol is bad for developing babies. But at this time period, they probably didn't realize that. So she wasn't supposed to drink any alcohol at all. And she also was not supposed to to eat any grape products. And then she was also not supposed to eat unclean foods for the entire time that she is nourishing her baby from the time that the baby is in the womb, even while breastfeeding, most likely. So anyway, Manoa's wife received that message from the angel. She goes and tells her husband, Manoah. And Manoa's like, hmm, I think I need to hear this myself. And so he prays to God where we left off last time. And he was basically like, God, please send this angel again so that we will know what to do with the child who should be born. And that is in verse 8. Teach us what we should do to the child who shall be born. But here's the thing. The angel had already given the instructions for that to Manoah's wife. But Manoah needed to hear them himself. He wanted an extra sign, most likely. He just wanted more to the story, even though his wife had already gotten the full story. What's super funny about this and what I laughed about today is first and foremost, God did listen to Manoah's prayer and sent the angel again, but he sent the angel again to Manoah's wife. Manoah wasn't even there. <laughs> so that's the first thing that's funny. The second thing that's funny is that Manoah's wife had to go get Manoah to, to uh, introduce him to the angel. And then, thirdly, Manoah asks the angel a question. He says, "What shall the child's way of life and mission be?" And if you look in verse thirteen and fourteen, it was the exact same message. The angel gave Manoah no more information than he had given Manoah's wife just a few days prior to this. And and that's why this is so funny to me is that uh, <laughs> that the angel had already given the message, and even though God granted Manoah's request for the angel to come and tell him everything, there was no more information given. And that's what I mean by God gives you just the amount of information that you need in order to uh, do the task. In fact, God is is often like that. I know for me, I get kind of frustrated sometimes because I'm like, man, it would be so cool if God could just literally lay out every single step of my life so that I never make a mistake, so that I never have any pain, so that I never fail at anything. And uh, that would be great. But God does not work like that. He doesn't work like that because, first and foremost, we have free will. And God is not raising a bunch of robots to just be programmed to do exactly what God tells them to do, like computers. Uh, He's not raising robots. And secondly, we have to fail. We live in a sin-filled world and we're not above that if that makes sense. We chose sin at the very beginning. And because of that, we have consequences to the sin that we chose. And so if God was just laying out the paths for us perfectly so that we never have any pain or suffering, that's almost like we don't have consequences for the sins that we do. And thirdly, even if God did lay out our paths for us perfectly, I can imagine because of human stubbornness, we still just wouldn't follow it. And we'd be like, "Nah, it doesn't sound any, that doesn't sound very good. I think I'm going to go do this other thing. Kind of like Jonah, actually. If you think about Jonah, he had literally the plan laid out for him by God's own mouth. And Jonah's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to go over here actually and uh, do the opposite of what God told me to do, because that sounds better to me. That is how we would be. So God does not lay out our paths perfectly. Plus, when we fail, Because we're going to fail. And when we have pain, it actually does grow us closer to God. Kind of like what I talked about yesterday and on Tuesday as well on the podcast when we're discussing the New Testament, I talked about Saul going blind for three days and how Jesus used that in Saul's life to grow Saul very close to him. He used that pain and that suffering that Saul had to experience in order to grow him closer to Christ. So failures and pain often do that because we experience then God's mercy when he pulls us out of those painful and failure situations that we got ourselves into. He pulls us out of those and we understand God's mercy and God's love for us. And that's how we get closer to God. So that's why God doesn't just lay out our steps perfectly. It's all to bring us closer to him, even if there is temporary pain and suffering in the in the long run, it is better for us and our relationship with God, if that makes sense. Especially if we're open to if we're open to God to work in our lives. So Manoah wants just a path laid out for him of how he's supposed to raise this son, what he's supposed to do. Human nature. The angel gives him no more information than he had already given Manoah's wife. But after the angel says in verses 13 to 14, of all that I said to the woman, let her beware. She may not eat of anything that comes out of the vine. Neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. Let her observe all that I commanded her. So that's what he gives Manoah. So Manoah then says to Yahweh's angel, please stay with us that we may make a young goat ready for you. So Manoah like, come home with us, you know, stay overnight. I will prepare a delicious meal of young goat for you. So Yahweh's angel then says to Manoah, though you detain me, I won't eat your bread. So for some reason, the angel considered this a detainment. In fact, the angel seems a little bit irritated here. Now, I do believe that this angel is Jesus, and I'll get into that in a moment. But the angel here does seem a little bit irritated at Manoah just for being detained because honestly, this wasn't necessary. Now, of course, God ended up using it to really show Manoah and Manoah's wife who he was. But you can, I I, kind of think that the angel seems a little bit irritated, like you're detaining me here. I don't need to eat your food. And so he says, I'm not going to eat your food, even though you detain me. If you're going to sacrifice something, sacrifice it to Yahweh. But then it says, for Manoah didn't know that he was Yahweh's angel. So Manoah had no clue. I'm guessing Manoah thought that this this angel was a man. He probably looked like a man. Now, of course, Manoah's wife was a little bit more discerning because when she had initially seen him, she thought he kind of looked like an angel because his appearance was awesome in her mind. But Manoah didn't see that. He, he thought that this man speaking to him was just a plain old man. So Manoah says to Yahweh's angel, what's your name that when your prophecy happens that we may honor you? So he's like, "Okay, can you tell us your name so that we can like, you know, give you honor once this prophecy takes place? And Yahweh's angel says to him, why do you ask about my name since it is incomprehensible? I can imagine that Manoah was like, what is this guy talking about? Now, if you go back to the original Hebrew of the word incomprehensible, it actually means wonderful, or it could be interpreted as wonderful, which is interesting because the famous uh, the famous verse where it says that Jesus's name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. One of Jesus's names in that verse was wonderful, so it is kind of cool that the angel mentions that his name is wonderful. So Manoah, I can imagine he's he's probably like, okay, I don't get it, but Manoah takes the young goat with the meal offering and offers it on the rock to Yahweh. Then the angel did an amazing thing as Manoah and his wife watched. For when the flame went up toward the sky from the altar, Yahweh's angel ascended in the flame of the altar. Manoah and his wife watched and they fell on their faces to the ground. So Manoah offers this offering to God on the rock, and suddenly this man, who they thought was a man, goes into the fire and ascends up into heaven through the fire of the burnt offering. If I saw this, I would be scared out of my mind, like if a man walked into a fire and ascended up through the smoke into heaven with the fire and disappeared. And so would you. Anybody would be literally flabbergasted to see a miracle like that. So this is why I believe that this angel was Jesus. Now angel, I've mentioned this multiple times on the podcast, but angel actually means messenger. So when we see angels in the Old Testament, sometimes they are just regular angels that we think of that are not God. But sometimes those angels or messengers are Jesus. And I mentioned multiple times about how in some stories, the angel is in fact Jesus and declares himself to be Jesus. Anytime a normal angel, like a regular old angel, comes and visits somebody, they never say that they are God. They will never say that they are God. They often say, no, do not worship me. Stand uh, Stand up worship God. Angels are very clear that they are not God. But when we, whenever we see Jesus appear in the Old Testament as an angel or as a messenger, he receives worship from people. We know God the Father doesn't come down in angel form because nobody can look at God the Father's face and live. And that's what scripture says. But we can look at Jesus's face when he is in human form. And we know that because Jesus historically existed. We have so much historical evidence that Jesus did in fact exist. And Jesus, of course, was both God and man. And in the Old Testament, Jesus did appear to people many times in human form, though his name was not Jesus yet because he was yet to come down um, as a baby. But I believe that this was Jesus because The angel here, or Jesus, accepts that burnt offering. He accepts it and he goes into it and ascends up into heaven through that burnt offering. No angel of God would ever accept a burnt offering from a human being, unless, of course, that angel was Jesus. So Jesus accepts the burnt offering and the angel did an amazing thing as Manoah and his wife watched For when the flame went up toward the sky from off of the altar, Yahweh's angel ascended into the flame of the altar. We also know that Jesus ascends and descends multiple times in scripture. So that's another thing that's unique to Jesus is he often ascends up into heaven. So it says here after that Yahweh's angel didn't appear to Manoah and his wife anymore, then Manoah knew that it was Yahweh's angel And Manoah said to his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. So Manoah knows now that this was no ordinary man he was speaking to. He was speaking to Jesus. And he's like, okay, we're going to die now. And he's distraught. Manoah is like probably lying on the ground like we are going to die. We just saw God ascend into the flames of fire and disappear into the flames of fire. But it says here that Manoah's wife, once again, she may have had a little bit more discernment than Manoah had just throughout the story, though we don't know much about her at all. But just in this story, she just seemed a lot more discerning than Manoah was. Just the fact that she kind of picked up at the beginning of the chapter that this man was more than a man, possibly more than a prophet, because he was awesome looking. His face looked like an angel to her. That's the first first thing. Secondly, the fact that the angel appeared to the woman, to Manoah's wife, before appearing to Manoah, and actually didn't appear to Manoah at all. And thirdly, this part right here, where it says that uh, she recognized before her husband that Yahweh had no intention of killing them, because why would he if he accepted their offering, right? Because it it was very clear that uh, the offering was accepted, by Jesus or Yahweh's angel here. And secondly, why would Yahweh's angel give them this whole prophecy, this whole revelation if he was going to kill them? So Manoah's wife is like, no, he's not going to kill us. It's OK. He wouldn't have done this for us if he intended on killing us. So it says after this, the woman bore a son and named him Samson. The child grew and Yahweh blessed him. Yahweh's spirit began to move on him in Mahanadan between Zora and Eshtol. So Samson is born. Everything that the angel told Mrs. Manoah has come true. And she now has a son, a son who is supposed to be set apart, who is supposed to be holy for God, a son who is given great strength and a son who is also a picture of the state of Israel at this point in time a person with great strength, blessed by God, but rebelling every chance that he gets. We'll get more into Samson's story. In the next coming chapters, he's one of the most discussed judges in the book of Judges. There's multiple chapters on Samson's life because of, of his life being a picture of the Israelite nation, but also he's kind of a picture of us too, of us Christians. So we're going to learn a lot about Samson's life. We're also going to learn how it applies to us also. So stay tuned for that in the next couple weeks. It's going to be great learning about the, the life of Samson. Friends and faithful listeners, check out all the links in the description of this podcast episode. And also just have a fantastic weekend. I will see you guys on Monday. Happy listening and God bless.